Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds. I don't think I've ever seen rain like yesterday. I don't think I have ever seen rain like yesterday. I was out to lunch. It started while I was out to lunch, and there was no escaping it. And I ran through the parking lot back to the car. was literally as though someone had dumped a, like, not just a little wet, absolutely soaked through to to everything I was wearing. And then it just, it was as though they were stopping blocking off parts of Lancaster Avenue because the flash flooding cars were being lifted and and swept to the side. It was dangerous and biblical. And it wasn't as if it was just one storm. We've had several days of, I think my guest would appreciate me saying extreme weather, extreme weather. And listen to this. 32 million Americans are currently under a heat advisory. In Phoenix, it's the 10th consecutive day of 110 plus degree temperature. Scientists say the planet is the hottest that it's been in roughly 125,000 years. Several days last uh, week broke the Earth's heat record. It was like one right after the other. Thursday being the hottest day ever recorded. And unfortunately, these scorching conditions are predicted to continue this week. Heat advisories and warnings in effect for several regions of the country. We're expecting to see the hottest temperatures in California, Arizona, New Mexico, with Texas and Florida as close seconds. California's Death Valley forecasted to hit close to 130 degrees. Phoenix expected to stay around 110. According to the Washington Post this morning, nearly 50 million Americans are set to face triple digit temperatures this week amid sprawling dome of heat that will engulf most of the southern United States. Michael Mann knows the subject well. Dr. Michael Mann is a presidential distinguished professor of earth and environmental science at the University of Pennsylvania. He's the director of the Penn Center for Science, Sustainability and the Media. His research focuses on climate science and climate change. He's written several best-selling books about exactly this subject. It's always good to have him here. Dr. Mann, welcome back. You know, some will say, well, don't go conflating climate change with weather because weather is a passing thing. What is the relationship between the two? Yeah, thanks, Michael. Always good to be with you. And what a time to be talking about the climate crisis. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and these extremes are part of the definition of climate. So climate is, by definition, uh, the statistics, if you like, of the weather. Now, that can be the averages. So the average temperature um, over you know, a long period of time, uh, the variation between winter and summer, um, that's climate. 
Um, you're changing the average temperature. You can't predict the precise temperature six months out from today here in Philadelphia, but you can confidently say it will likely be a lot colder than it is today. That's climate, and that's predictable. And so it's the changes in the averages, but it's also changes in the extremes. So sure, any one extreme event could happen randomly, but when you see the dice being weighted, where you know the six doesn't come up one in six times as it should with a fair die, it's coming up one in two rolls. Uh, you're seeing the loading of the die. You're seeing events that should be rare becoming less and less rare. It's the loading of the die. It's the skewing of the statistics. And that is indeed part of the definition of climate. Back in March, you were a guest here because the United Nations, uh, I'm trying to think, IPCC is the acronym. Help, Help me with what I'm struggling for. Yeah, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. That's uh, it. Right. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. So it was were, a report. Uh, it was a report. I think I think, Dr. Mann, it was a synthesis of several different previous yeah. reports. But it said, like, look, here's the time left on the clock. Here's how much of a net we're working with, which was virtually non-existent. It's like yeah. either we do something now or we lose the opportunity forever. Yeah, that's exactly right. That was the synthesis report, and it's sort of the combination of the three IPCC reports that come before it. The first one is about the basic physical science of climate. The second one is about the impacts, and the third one is about mitigation solutions. And then finally, you get that sort of summary report, which covers it all. And, you know, the conclusions of that report were stark. It's just as you described. We have this shrinking window of opportunity. Another way of thinking about it is a shrinking budget. There's a certain amount of fossil fuel carbon left that we can afford to burn without exceeding certain critical thresholds of warming, um, one and a half Celsius, three degrees Fahrenheit warming uh, relative to the pre-industrial. We will blow past that target in a matter of a decade or two if we continue to burn fossil fuels at the rate we're burning. In fact, we've got to bring those carbon emissions down 50% this decade and down to zero by the middle of the century if we are to avoid crossing that threshold. You know, it's not a a cliff that we go off, but it means if we exceed three Fahrenheit warming, we see far worse impacts than we're already seeing. And we're already seeing dangerous climate impacts. Last Thursday, we had a conversation on the program talking about the, the statistics, the, the temperature statistics and the big picture of where we are. And I made reference to the IPCC report from back yeah. in the spring. There was a New York Times front page story talking about all of this extreme weather. And I went, as I often do, to the comments section to see where what what were the most talked about comments. And here was one that I, I cut and pasted because it really spoke to me. And it's very simple. It said, it's amazing to me that this isn't all that we talk about. Distracted by clownish politicians and our superficial culture, we are all but ignoring an existential threat to humanity, which I agree with. Why, why aren't yeah. we always talking about this? Yeah, and it's, you know, a, a perfect symbol you know, of that, you know, it, that, that, that very phenomenon, that fact that we continue to avoid confronting the greatest challenge that we face that was satirized in, in the movie Don't Look Up, which was nominally about a, 
a comet that was going to strike Earth, but it was really a commentary on the climate crisis and, you know, the tendency for us not to take it, uh, you know, give it the seriousness um, that that it deserves. Um, The tendency for some media outlets, certainly not yours, (laughs) uh, some media outlets to sort of sugarcoat it and to avoid talking about it. Um, it is the defining challenge we, we face. It is, it is an existential threat <laughs> to our ability to live sustainably on this planet. And so we should be talking about it every day. And to your credit, Michael, you do, you know, you have me on often to talk about it, but um, you know, we, it, it's, it really should be front line, you know, front page headline, every newspaper, um, the leading story on every evening news broadcast. Um, the there's, devastating there's still some level, but Dr. Mann, yeah. there's still some level of cognitive dissonance going on here because, yeah. uh, look, I've yeah. been doing this for a while now. And if, if you and I had this conversation, and frankly, we may have 10 years ago, when I was finished with our exchange and went to the callers, the callers would have been a yeah. mixed bag, um, you know, genuinely yeah. mixed in terms of people not knowing what to believe. Today, if I were to take telephone calls, th- there would be the caller or two who would cast doubt on, on some of what you and I have just said. But I yeah. sense that there really has been a sea change, no pun intended, of people who now understand and believe that the planet is in trouble. But somehow we all then are able to go about our daily lives and talk about other things and, you know, wait until the next weather pattern puts it back in our heads. Yeah, that's right, Michael. And I don't know, you know, I think it's part of a a larger problem, which is our ability to focus on, you know, the the major challenges that we face um, in the presence of this you know, 24-hour news cycle where it, it doesn't matter um, how profound uh, and important a story, um, it'll quickly subside as the next Trump, you know, um, scandal or event uh, makes its way into uh, the headlines. So we, we just sort of move on to the yeah. next thing and we're inundated with so right. much information, we can't even take it in. And that's a problem because this this sort of, this is the the the, the you know, the uh, proverbial uh, sort of pot of water that's being steadily heated and boiled and we're the frog. <laughs> um, I just don't know and- why we can't why we can't do both. I mean, I'm interested in whether Britney Spears slapped that basketball player or whether her hand <laughs> hit her, her own face. But I'm also interested in climate change. Right. The TC's now saying she didn't oh, slap him. Who knows what happened? Hear the, yeah, I didn't hear about the Britney story. Tell me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, that's right. Um, and we can. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. And I think that's the way we have to go about this. It can't, we can't be spending every minute of our day fretting about the climate crisis, but there are things that we can do, changes in behavior, pressure that can be brought to bear on our politicians, voting, of course, uh, among the most important of them, but speaking truth to power, holding them accountable because we can't solve this problem ourselves on an individual basis. We need large-scale changes in our infrastructure that move us away from fossil fuels to renewable We can't do that without coordinated governmental policy. But, of course, we have, you know, right now um, a, uh, a government um, uh, 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 that, um, you know, a, a split power um, uh, in our Congress. Uh, we, we, we can't address any of the problems that we face. We can't pass legislation to deal with 
problems like climate change in, in the face of our, our, our fraught politics. And so ultimately, the only way we get past this is by people turning out and voting. We get the politicians we vote for. And if we want to solve you know, the climate crisis, if we want to make progress here, we're not going to do it by continuing to elect a divided government um, with you know, one of the houses of Congress controlled by a party that is, frankly, and I hate to say it, now completely beholden to the fossil fuel industry. Um, we're not going to solve the problem that let way. Let me let me play devil's advocate with you, because, by the way, this yeah. is Dr. Michael Mann from the University of Pennsylvania. We're privileged to have him. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. There was an essay that ran in the Wall Street Journal this weekend by Steve Malloy, identified as the senior legal fellow at the Energy and Environment Legal Institute, reacting to exactly the information that I used in my setup, including the fact that we're experiencing the hottest days in 125,000 years. He says the notion of average global temperature is meaningless. Average global temperature is a concept invented by and for the global warming hypothesis. It is more a political concept than a scientific one. The Earth and its atmosphere is large and diverse and no place is meaningfully average. You're the expert. What would you say to him? Yeah, I mean, first of all, and, you know, I. I don't want to be too ad hominem here, but Malloy has a track record. He's not a scientist. He's not an expert. Um, He's paid by the fossil fuel industry, the tobacco industry, et cetera, to deny, to go out there and deny any science that might be, uh, you know, a a threat to them. And so he has an obvious horse in this race. And he, you know, for for decades has been promoting uh, flat, you know, out, falsehoods. Uh, and, and here, this is a great example. 
uh, or, you know, just sort of um, distractions and irrelevancies. Uh, in this case, you know, the global surface temperature is probably the most fundamental quantity in climate science. In fact, it's so fundamental that it's the only calculation I ask my students here at, at the University of Pennsylvania in my first year uh, in my introductory class on climate, which is pretty qualitative. Um, we, we try to bring in students, you know, who don't have a lot of math and, and, and science. So it's taught at a pretty general uh, level. Uh, the one calculation I have them do is a calculation that can be done with a simple algebraic expression. You don't need calculus. You don't need differential equations or integrals or any of that sort of stuff. It's just a algebraic expression. You plug in the sun. You plug in the greenhouse effect. Um, and out comes an average temperature, and you can get the average, the actual temperature of the planet, the average temperature of the planet, you know, you, you, to within, you know, a tenth of a degree. You can get it almost exactly right with this really simple calculation. So, okay, but what about, but what about a hundred, but what about one hundred and twenty-five thousand years ago, which is a big part of his yeah. point. Yeah, so the whole thing about you, you can't define the global average temperature is just silly. You know, it's, it's the, the most fundamental quantity. So, let, let, you know, we're starting with that. Um, his first, you know, uh, claim is just laughable. The second claim, you know, like a stopped clock, um, there is sort of uh, a, you know, there, there is an iota of, of, of truth, uh, to the statement. Uh, he, he does have a very tiny point, uh, with, with which I would agree, which is that going back 120,000 years, we don't have precise estimates of the temperature of the planet. We don't have obviously thermometers or even sort of enough tree rings and corals and ice cores and other so-called proxy records to really calculate the average temperature for each year, let alone like the average temperature for a day going that far back. Um, it's really a plausibility argument. And, and, and I think it was properly presented that way in some media accounts, but that context was lost in others where it was presented as a more confident uh, conclusion than it really is. And here's how it goes. We can actually reconstruct the average temperature of the planet uh, with some degree of confidence back into the last ice age, um, more than 20,000 years uh, ago, because we have this wealth of data now that we can use, these proxy records that I talked about, to extend the record back in time. And it has uncertainties with it, but even with those uncertainties, the recent warming has been confidently you know, uh, you know, calculated uh, to exceed anything that we've seen going into the last ice age. And you can only go back with those really pretty precise uh, estimates, uh, about 20,000 years. But here's the reasoning. You're back in the Ice Age by the time you go back 20,000 years. And you're still in the Ice Age until you go back 125,000 years. 125,000 years back in time is before the last Ice Age. It was a previous relatively warm, we call it an interglacial period. And, and, and so when we go back to that time, the uncertainties in the estimates are such that we can't confidently say it might not have been as warm, you know, 125,000 years ago. Um, but we can, we can, it's a plausibility argument. We, we can, you know, uh, it is quite reasonable. And I think it is likely correct that the, the recent warmth is unprecedented going back at least 120,000.
Dr. Mann, quick question, if I may, because I'm limited on time. You are famous for and I know you're going to say, well, it was a it was a group effort, but you're the guy often credited with the hockey stick model. I think many people know what I'm referring to. How far back did you go? Where was the end of the stick? How many years? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a great question. The the handle, if you like, of yeah. the and with the blade being the recent warming. Yeah. We only went back a thousand years. That was oh. twenty five years ago. Okay. Yeah, a thousand years. Twenty five thousand years ago. And so it tells you something, right? How science progresses, right? And there are critics who say, Oh, it's been discredited. It's no, actually it's been extended now twenty thousand years back in time by other scientists using far more widespread data, even more sophisticated methods. Yep. So glad to have you here to uh, to clear that up and address it. Uh, please keep coming back, and thank you for your expertise always. Oh, thank you, Michael. Always a pleasure to talk. Dr. Michael Mann from the University of Pennsylvania. Back in just a moment. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America located in Washington, D.C. provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Marcy, you had a quick comment after listening to Dr. Michael Mann. What is it? Yeah, I actually think that we're framing it wrong because we sanitize everything so that humans don't get too upset. So what we're saying is there's climate change and the earth is going to die, blah, blah, blah. But I think history has shown earth will survive, but what won't survive are humans because earth has survived all, you know, through the ice ages and all kinds of other stuff. We're killing ourselves. We're the ones creating all the pollution. We're the ones who are the virus. We are killing ourselves. And once you start to frame it so that it really brings alarm to people and it's not sanitized and you can't beat around the bush, then maybe things will change. 
I wonder if that would make a difference. I, I, it's very unique what you've just said. I hadn't thought about it. Planet will survive. Humankind will not. Lee, quickly in Granbury, Texas, you wanted to say what? I, I think that we're going to have climate change. I think it, you can't stop it because people won't get together in China, India, and everywhere else to do it. So we need to start thinking about how we're going to live and how we're going to combat that time. And I'm not smart enough to figure out an answer. Yeah, I'm not smart enough either, but I, 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 I've seen enough of the extreme weather. I'm, I'm not going to attribute, you know, a 90-degree day in July to, oh, my God, the, the, the climate is on fire. The planet is on fire. But I have to say, just in my speck of sand on Earth existence, T.C., the weather's changed. Oh, my gosh. The weather There's is no far more extreme, and not just because of last night's storm. No, no. It's, it's been building. It's been building. Yes. I mean, it's, in it's, our lifetime. No doubt about okay. it. And, and not just because I was knee high and so the snow looked like it was deeper. I mean, it's just it's just extreme weather uh, is upon us. And I must say, it's it's caused me to it's a story for another day just to think about how and where and, uh, you know, the way to, to live. Well, and you think about what it's going to be. If it's like this now, what is the next step? Like every time I think it can't get any worse, then the, the, the deluge comes or the heat comes or the, you know, it's 17 days in the upper 90s or et cetera, et cetera. No doubt. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.